This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here. Happy to be back with you for another podcast episode. I hope you're doing well. We are just a few weeks out from Christmas. I was talking to a friend today and she was like, are you done with all your Christmas shopping for your kids? And I was like, I am. It's the first time in history. Literally, I usually wait till the last minute and then I'm stressed out. But this year I got on it. And then throughout our conversation, I realized all the other people I still needed to get gifts for that I have not done. So back to the drawing board, I will be taking care of that ASAP. So let's talk about how to think better thoughts about your husband. I have been doing a lot of work on distilling down what I believe to be the most important things to create a shift in your marriage for the better. And one of the concepts I teach and help my clients to master is that of being in a space where you don't need your husband to change. Like you have learned to look at him clearly, to see both his positives and his challenges. And you just have this big picture view of him that feels like enough. It feels sufficient. It feels like something you are content with. This is one of the most foundational phases of really being on the journey to loving your marriage again. You have to be in a place where you're not angry. You have to be in a place where it doesn't feel like you're missing out or that you're settling by being with him. And so I really think that the way you see him and the thoughts you have about him impacts everything about your marriage. So most people will come to me saying they want better communication or they want to feel closer or they just want to enjoy the time they spend with their husband. And I think the most important thing you could do to support those goals is to change your thoughts about him. Now, the beauty in this as an approach, is it something you get to do immediately and without needing him to participate in any way other than to just be alive and available for you to, you know, have these thoughts about. So we're going to talk about 
how to actually do that. I know so many of you are very much on board with some of the principles and the concepts that I share, but your brain is in this sort of how-to energy. Like, okay, if that's what I need to do, like, just tell me how to do it because I can't do it and it's hard and I don't want to do it, (laughs) right? So to that is really point number one of this how-to think better thoughts about your husband. And point number one is you have to find your why. You have to know why you even want to have better thoughts of him beyond me just telling you, right? So it could be that you really genuinely, deeply want a better dynamic between the two of you. You're tired of arguing. You're tired of the tension. You're tired of feeling like roommates. And so you want things to change. And you're on board with this idea that things can change as soon as your thoughts change. And so maybe that's your motivation. Another reason that you might want to do this in service of your why is why not? I want you to really think about that. Like, why wouldn't you want to have the best thoughts about your husband? This is the person you've chosen to spend your life with. And so why would you want to think badly about him? Right? It may feel like you don't have a choice sometimes, but you do. You always have a choice. Whenever you are conscious of what you're thinking and you know that's what you're thinking, that immediate moment is when you actually have a choice to either continue to think the thought that you don't want to be thinking or to choose another thought. It's really as simple as that. Other reasons why you might want to do this, which I think honestly is one of the best reasons, is you just feel better. I want you to think about, even if we just put your husband on a shelf for a minute and just think about other people in your life that you have to interact with that you really don't enjoy. And just think about how awful that feels to have to be around someone or have to work with someone and figure something out and you just don't like them. Like it brings you down. You're not enthusiastic. You're not excited. You just feel blah or frustrated or on edge. And so when you can really get yourself to this place of thinking better thoughts about your husband, you feel better. And now I want you to think about the impact of you just feeling better, like you having a different emotional state where instead of feeling frustrated and disappointed all the time, you feel at peace, you feel calm, you feel content, you feel grateful. How are you showing up in your life when you feel those emotions? I bet you're probably a better mother, probably more focused in your career or your business, probably more engaged in your friendships. So just think about that. Think about why you want to do this, what's in it for you, what's in it for your life, what's in it for your family. There's so many reasons 
I could give you many, but I want you to think about what are the reasons for you? Why do you want to be thinking more positively about your husband? Don't skip this step. Okay. The second step is to really, it's sort of this overarching umbrella of removing what's in the way, right? So I asked the question, like, why wouldn't you want to think the best of him? And I'm sure your brain delivered the answer of, well, I'm hurt or I'm so angry at him or I'm so let down by him. And so we have to remove those things. If you want to get to a better place that you're not yet currently, you have to be really clear about what is standing in your way. And so if hurt and resentment are the things standing in your way, it's likely due to something that happened in the past, right? There may have been a turning point or just a moment in time when you thought one way about him and he may have said something or done something that made you think a different way about him. And so one option to addressing your hurt and resentment is really doing some work on re-narrating that story. What I mean by that is there was an issue. There was something that happened or something that he said. And that event, that circumstance is complete. It's actually done because it's in the past. It's not happening now. But you have accumulated a set of thoughts and beliefs and a story about it that you keep telling yourself now. And so what happened is done and over, but the way you think about it is sort of cemented in your brain and the way you think about it is in all likelihood causing you to be frustrated and causing you to feel hurt. And so when I work with my clients, we look a lot at some of the things that have happened in the past and they come to a completely new understanding of it. And they create new interpretations, new stories that don't cause them as much pain. We get deep into trying to understand what might have been going on for their husbands or how they may have potentially misinterpreted it or just decided one particular way of looking at the situation when there's possibly 10 ways to look at the situation. So re-narrating the story is one way. The other is... If you find that whatever he did really was just wrong or not at all something that you want to even think about differently, you have that choice. And to address the hurt and the resentment, you can choose to forgive. We are all imperfect. And so you don't have to convince yourself to accept something that you really don't want to accept, but you could just decide yeah, he was wrong for that. And that hurt me. And that frustrated me. And that made me angry. And I choose to forgive him. Why would you do that? Go back to step one, right? That's why having that question as to why is so foundational. Because if you are hurt, if you are angry, you are going to want to resist doing positive things that seem like they would benefit him right? Because it's going to feel like he doesn't deserve that. Maybe he doesn't, but you deserve it. 
Step number three, under this umbrella of identifying what's in the way, other things that are often in the way on a very sort of day-to-day basis are triggers right? (laughs) You're living a life with this person. You spend probably more time with him than anybody else, especially now if you're quarantined or, you know, and sheltering in place together. And so in a given day, there's probably 10 to 15 things he might do or he might fail to do that trigger you. And so you want to address those triggers. You have to address those triggers before you can ever really begin to think about him in a new and positive light. And so when I think about managing triggers, it is either managing your exposure to them or changing the way you think about them, right? So let's take a page from Dr. Siobhan's life. My husband stays up very late at night. Our children wake up very early. Can you see where this is going? (laughs) Our kids are four and six. And so inevitably, right, he goes to bed super late. And when they wake up, guess who is the default person to get up with them? Me. (laughs) Now, during the week, this is usually not a problem, but... Every once in a while, I have fantasies of just sleeping in on a Saturday till like eight o'clock a.m., right? (laughs) The moms out there, you know exactly what I mean. And so this really used to bother me because, you know, my husband works in a hospital, so his hours are not regular. So if he was working the night before, no problem. Like, of course, get your sleep. But if he was sleepy because he stayed up watching Netflix documentaries all night, then I used to have this thought of like, you did that to yourself. Like you still need to get up, right? And so I've decided, right, to change the way I think about that now. And one of the things that I decided was like this early morning time with my kids could be whatever I wanted or needed it to be. Meaning if they woke up like at 6 a.m. and I was still exhausted, that meant like all of us just go downstairs in our pajamas. We sit on the couch. They do whatever they're going to do. And I do whatever I need to do. So if I just get on the couch and curl up, that's okay, right? I'll give them some cereal, eat your food. Mommy's going to be over here on the couch. Other times I might be ready to start the day with them and I'm super excited to just have this time with them. What I'm, you know, illustrating to you is no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the trigger, you have a choice in how you actually respond to it. And that includes changing your thoughts about it. Now, on the flip side, you could also just minimize it as a problem altogether. One way that we've approached this is in hiring babysitters, right? My schedule is very busy. 
I take very seriously, you know, my sessions with my clients. And so if my husband has an unexpected meeting or he has something come up or he didn't put it on the calendar, right? I could allow that to just continue to be a trigger for me, or I can minimize the exposure or minimize the impact of that. And so we have a rotating schedule of like three different babysitters that come so that if something comes up, I don't even have to get upset with him. I just tap into that resource that I have positioned to support our family. You can do that with anything, right? Whatever your triggers are in your marriage, I want you to think about solving for it, both by minimizing the occurrence of it or the impact and by changing your thinking about it, okay? So this is point number three, you're addressing the triggers. Point number four is where we start to have fun, right? So we've removed the things that are standing in the way right? We've identified our why, why this is important, why this is worth our effort. We have addressed the hurt and the resentment by either re-narrating our story or deciding to forgive. And we've addressed these triggers. Now let's dive into what we want to be thinking. What do you want to be thinking about your husband? This is a fun question to ask yourself. And the place that I like to go to answer this is to think back to when we first fell in love, what I was thinking about him then. So you too can do this. You can reflect back on what did you used to think about him that just really lit you up inside, that gave you butterflies, that made you want to be around him. For me, some of the thoughts I used to have was he is my favorite person to be with. He is my best friend. I can't wait to talk to him. He's so cute. (laughs) I love his smile. I can't wait to tell him this story. I'm so looking forward to spending the weekend with him. Right? You have those thoughts too. They may be buried under the laundry and the years and the, you know, monotony of being married, but those thoughts are still there and you can access them. And so one way to access them is to really put yourself in the energy state of how you were feeling before. The way that I typically do this is with music. Music personally moves me. And so I will listen to like love songs either songs I used to listen to when we were first dating or songs now that I found that really just speak to like what I want to be thinking and what I want to be feeling. And so I'll listen to those songs and just like allow myself to just get in the energy of that love, of that excitement, of that enthusiasm for him. And it actually like stays inside of me, right? You can think about a song that you've heard that just put you in a good mood for the whole day. You can use that same principle to do this work, to get yourself in a better energy state as you think about your husband. And so get in that zone and think thoughts intentionally. 
right? Like get carried away in the lyrics or the message of the song and find that feeling for yourself as you think about your husband. It's so fun to do that. And then the fifth step is to just keep practicing it over and over and over and over again. You want to begin to sort of create tracks in your mind for these new and better thoughts, right? So again, you have to ask yourself, what do I want to be thinking about him? And practice those thoughts. Spend time each day, either listening to the music or even maybe going through old photos, whatever, going through mementos and just thinking those thoughts on purpose. Your beliefs are only a collection of your most practiced thoughts. So if you're thinking very negatively about him, it's only because you practice thinking negatively about him all of the time. You can learn and you can practice thinking positively about him all of the time. And so I know you may be in your head like, well, the reason I think the negative things more is because he does more negative things. Here's what I want to offer you. That may not be true at all. And I want you to test me on this for the next week. I want you to identify the thoughts you want to be thinking on purpose about him. And I want you to look for evidence of those things being true. And I want you to be extremely generous in giving him credit. So if you want to believe that your husband is engaged in conversation with you, if you want to believe that you are a priority and that he's putting forth an effort, set your mind to become like a detective to find evidence of those things. It will find them because they're there. You just haven't been looking as hard or as frequently. Okay? So that's what I have for you. How to think better thoughts about your husband. You have to find your why. You want to remove the things that are standing in your way by re-narrating your story or deciding to forgive to deal with the hurt and the resentment. You want to address the triggers that keep popping up. And then you want to start reflecting on what you used to think about him. Get in that energy state and think those thoughts on purpose. Practice them daily and find evidence for them daily. If you do this work, you will begin to think differently about your husband. And when you're thinking differently about him, you're feeling differently towards him. When you're feeling differently towards him, you show up as your best. And when you give him your best, He responds to a better version of you and everything about the dynamics and the experience that you have together elevates itself as well. This is work you get to do. You get to be the leader of this part of your life and this part of your marriage. I think it is amazing work. And I want to invite you to have me as your partner in doing this work. I know sometimes it's hard to be the one to go first. You may be feeling like you're putting forth all the effort. 
but you don't have to do that alone. As your private coach, I will meet with you every single week to encourage you, to cheer you on, to give you new strategies and new approaches to consistently show up as your best for yourself, for your family, and for the sake of your marriage. This type of work is the work that you never, ever regret doing. So if this podcast episode or any of the other episodes have really resonated with you, I want to let you know that that is probably just the sign you need to know that I am the coach for you. And I want to invite you to work with me directly through private coaching. The way you do that is you schedule an initial complimentary call. You can find all the information for how to do that on my website, drshavon.com. That's D-R-C-H-A-V as in Victor, O-N-N-E.com. You click the work with me button. And there you will have access to my schedule and my calendar, and I will meet you on the other side and we can have a two-way conversation. So in the meantime, get to doing this work. So when we talk, you can tell me all about how it went for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back with you next week. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.